listen, you need more followers. If you want more customers, you need more leads. In order to get more leads, one of the easiest, best ways to do that is by leveraging social media. And the best place to leverage your social media is with Instagram. There are billions of users. You just need to know how to attract the ones who want what you have. Brock and I have helped thousands of people just like you grow their account from like 150 people to 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, even half a million followers. No, you don't need to be a gorgeous fitness model. No, you don't have to be great on camera. It is easier than ever to grow your Instagram account, but you need to understand how. It's not that difficult. In fact, you're probably wasting so much time on Instagram right now, and we want to help save you time and make you money by finding the customers who want what you have. I invite you to join us. We have a monthly membership. It's insane. It is the best-priced training mentorship on the interwebs, if I do say so myself. When you join Hub, your monthly membership entitles you to two live interactive trainings per month. They're insane. In addition to that, you can log in at any time and watch hundreds of quick, tiny tutorials, each of which are designed to help you grow your Instagram, reach more customers, and do so as quickly as possible. I want to invite you to check it out. Just go to instaclubhub.com. You don't even have to remember that. While you're listening to the show, just scroll down right now over the show notes. You will see that there's a link there to Insta Club Hub. You can actually click on that while you're listening to the show and enter your email address to learn more. It's that simple. And we look forward to seeing you on our next live training. Well, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Build Your Tribe. This is going to be a really cool experience for you, especially if you are someone who does seasonal launches or you're doing a launch for a product, you're doing a launch for an informational program, you're doing a launch for your new course, or you regularly do launches for products, services, maybe even some products. What you're going to hear today is a recap of my whole marketing team, and we're doing a powwow following the launch of the Marketing Impact Academy, which we launched in May. After we do a launch, we always get together and as a team, we talk about the things that went really well and the things that didn't go so well and some of the things that we need to change in the future. You're going to hear some snippets. You're going to hear the pros and the cons, like the things that we thought went well, and we're divulging it for you in this episode. I mean, like this is unscripted, like you're actually hearing the recording from our meeting. You'll hear some trade secrets. You'll hear the things that, well, they're not secrets now because you're about to hear them. And you're going to hear what worked well for us and what didn't work well and some of the things that we're going to be changing in the future. Now you're listening to like 30 minutes of it. We edited out any parts where I thought, oh, that's going to be boring or it's not helpful to them or just like banter back and forth because you don't have time for that. But you're going to get some really solid information and hopefully a ton of ideas. You've heard these kinds of recorded strategy sessions before where we've talked about doing a a $5 workshop. And that strategy session I will link to below in our show notes. Today, what we're talking about is marketing a program that's it's basically like a $3,000 program. You can get it cheaper if you pay for it all up front. But you know, if people are doing payments, it's around, I think, like $2,800 at the moment. And as you are about to hear, the majority of our sales happened on live workshops, live free workshops. Anyways, I just wanted to give you that perspective because I don't think at any point we mentioned 
how much Marketing Impact Academy is. And you might have been wondering, like, will this work for a, a high ticket item? Will this work for a low ticket? For sure, it'll work for low ticket. For sure, it'll work for median or medium ticket items. Is that even a word? I don't know. And again, what you're hearing us talk about is the strategy we put in place for a program, an academy that runs about $2,800. All right. Enjoy. Let's start with Erin. I have to give a huge shout out to Melanie regarding the spreadsheet she made. It's the best thing we've ever had. So you saw it previously. We would just have one long Word doc with every single email. And this, everything had its own folder. I I mean, it's such a game changer. We can never go back again, Melanie, but now we have it built. So, (laughs) All right. So a little commentary. So what Erin is referring to here is a master Excel document that we use to track every single piece of this launch. Okay. So this document included a project overview, a very detailed day by day, hour by hour schedule, It also included the email schedule and the tab for the email schedule, like it included the workshop they were promoting to, how we were sending it, when we were sending it, what segment we were sending it to, a description of the email. It also would include a link to the email copy. So for this particular launch, even though we hired a copywriter, we scrapped all that in the end because I wanted to personally write each and every single email. And that was a lot of work, but it paid off. This document made it so, so easy for me to do that. So I could just click on the link. That link would take me directly to then a Google Doc. I could write the email. And then when I would go back to this master form, then there were checkboxes. So there was a checkbox that said, has the swipe copy been adjusted for our affiliates? Has it been approved by Shalene? Has it been proofed then by... Aaron or whomever, has it been scheduled to be sent and has it been sent? There was a tab just for tracking links. There was a tab that allowed us to see buyers' names, the date that they bought, which workshop they were on, and a whole lot more. I mean, it's a beast, but man, did it make things so much easier to manage, to keep track of. But only with a document like this could we have pulled off a launch with, I swear, the team didn't make any mistakes. All the mistakes were made by yours truly, but the team freaking flawless. And it has a lot to do with this master document. So take the time to put together a launch plan for yourself. The emails were great. I mean, Shaleen, I would love to know how that worked for you because. So the the email situation, I, I it did work for me. You know, I think it is important to always have the bones to start with. I would love to be able to use these emails again for our next launch and just kind of tweak them in real time. That's one piece that Michelle and I were talking about that I think is really critical is like having your ear to the chat and listening to what people are saying in my DMs and being able to like use their language and their words versus what we see like other people using or other marketers using, et cetera. And so I think that was, will save time if for our next launch, we use that same, those same emails and just tweak them. Totally. That was my thinking as well. So we have them all and that's great. They had great click-through rate. I just went through and did like a, like an analysis of all the emails we sent in the past two months. And all of those were like blue, every other email we've ever sent out of the water for click-through rate. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the things we did differently this time is we went a lot shorter, separated every thought with a space. Yeah. There was a lot more things to click, I think, you know? Mm. So that's good to hear. In addition to that, what I feel like really worked was in the past, Brooke has shared that the affiliates have been overwhelmed by the swipe copy or knowing where to access things. So we set up the affiliate portal so that each individual piece that they were marketing only had the swipe copy for that element and images for them to use for that individual element. So it was also broken down individually so that they didn't get overwhelmed and hopefully found it easier to use. I thought the overall portal layout was great. I thought it was easy for affiliates to navigate. Props to Ryan's team for answering every question because since we did switch portals and, you know, my team doesn't do affiliate management. We don't do really anything with affiliates besides saying, you know, hey, here's your link to you mm-hmm. so that I can track mm-hmm. it. So I was really going in completely blind in a system that was completely custom that I had never seen or was familiar with. And they were super responsive to every need and solving things as it came up. So that was really awesome. And I think the affiliate portal and experience worked well for the affiliates that we had. And then the process of doing multiple live webinars for different people, the way that we promoted them between the overall training series and then being able to register for the individual workshops as well. Our attendance registrations and conversions were great. Really awesome show up rates. We had really great registration rates. Now due to, and just note for the future, A lot of times, like the day of the training, it would be like, how many people are registered for this? And it would be like 300 or 400. The registration numbers were really low. But when it came down to time to join, everybody was registering within the last like 24 to 48 hours. So our numbers jumped three to 4,000 for almost every webinar. And I have all of those broken down and then their attendance rates. So attendance was awesome. We then converted all of the pages immediately as soon as the replay was ready. So any late clicks were able to opt in and get instant access to the recordings. Michelle, do you want to jump into your shares of what you think worked? Sure. You know, we converted 51% of the new calls. We did not have very many. We had I think like 37 scheduled and then 26 or something actually showed up. You know, the lesson learned is that we need a lot less than what we thought we were going to. And a lot of these people could have been converted over text, but there were a couple that just needed that little extra, that extra connection. It was successful, but we just maybe don't need to spend as much time and resources on it. A possibility if we wanted to to do it the next time was like maybe do breakout rooms right after a workshop where people can get into a smaller, more intimate setting with one of these concierge team people to ask questions to, and just do it immediately after so that there's not that lag time between when they went to a workshop to when they get a concierge call scheduled. So I think there are some people that need that little extra touch point, but yeah, I think we would just maybe take it down a notch from, from what we had done. I think that that accountability group offer was just 
like money. We didn't get a single concierge call booked after that particular workshop. Mm. Like it was just such a closer. People didn't need to be convinced. They didn't need to talk to anybody. They wanted that fab before the day ended. And so they were going to book right then and there. Okay. Should I go over mine? Yes. I think the things that really did work was the webinars being very specific to a very specific avatar, right? So we we know who our avatars are, but then we like really, really niche down and said, okay, and within our avatar, the one who is doing this, who all those things. And then I think having webinar specific bonuses was huge. Like thinking about, okay, the person who's attending today, what do they want? I think that the text messaging on community, our person doesn't want to schedule something and have to do, a, you know, like I've got to look at my calendar and then get on a call. I think they want to know like right now. So I think that we should really amp up the community texting, use the concierge call as almost like a, so it's for that person who's like, yeah, yeah I, I just have a bunch of questions. And, and we realize like this person really needs to get on a live call with someone. But I, I think the text messaging we should, can promote that earlier. I also agree that the accountability is a huge piece that I wasn't anticipating. And it was just, it was easier this time. I think we're in a flow. I think we all kind of like speak the same language because so many of these webinars or workshops are things that we did in the past. That was easier. There was less prep time involved and the tech went, like there just weren't the kind of disasters we've ha- had sometimes in the past, you know? So I, I just thought everything went very smooth. But what's interesting is with everything personally going on for you, Shalene, I hesitated in saying we need some new trainings because I just didn't want to put that creation on you personally. And I knew that we could convert really well with the existing trainings that we had, but I welcomed and was actually excited when you were like, we need new webinars and we need to change this. And Oh, okay. This. So that made me feel a lot better. And I was like, this is going to really help the launch. But I, just, I didn't want to, I was like, oh, I don't want to put this on her. Like, cause I knew it would do better, but I knew we would do great either way. So I appreciate you you know, going the extra mile to create heavy new content in the middle of the launch. Yeah. Yeah, That influencer one killed. Awesome. Brett Johnson. I thought the, the fabs, the change daily, but the way those were presented, I think in the past, and I think Shaleen caught it after the first webinar and changed it. But I think in the past, we overwhelm these people with all of the stuff that they get. And we kind of pivoted very quickly and made it just like, oh, so if you sign up today, you get this. And then, you know, and just kind of answered the one-offs of the people like, well, do I get this? Do I get this? Do I get this? And like, just kind of answered those separately and let the program kind of sell itself. Okay. I'm going to interject right here and explain what we're talking about here is in the middle of the launch, one of the days I was doing the workshop, I just really thought about how overwhelming I personally would feel if I were the customer seeing how much content we were giving them. And I think this is a mistake a lot of us make as entrepreneurs. We're like, well, there's more value if we give people more. But you also have to remember what it feels like for the customer. Sometimes more isn't more. Sometimes more 
feels like there's more I have to do. And then we start to doubt ourselves. So in the middle of it, we decided, you know, let's not even tell them about all of these extra bonuses that we're giving them. Let's just mention the one that's probably most important to the person who's watching today. If somebody asks, oh, wait a second, I thought it also included this professional branding deck. If somebody asks about those one-offs, then we would let them know, yes, actually, you also get that bonus as well. So we made a decision to dial back the bonuses, even though they still got those bonuses, but we we didn't lay them all out in front of the potential buyer. It was too overwhelming. And I think Brett's right. That was a really good decision. And just limiting into that, I think, helped conversions happen quickly, being on every single one of the lives. I saw less confusion than in the past. I also agree with Shalene. I, I, I like the webinars, but... I think that maybe having testing a paid webinar, I don't want to get in the weeds with a challenge because I think people are challenges run its course in terms of people like, oh, it's a challenge. I'm going to get sold, but more of just like a paid webinar that has a really good, like, this is what we're going to teach and gets people to show up. I mean, it just worked for ICH. We told people we're Brock and Shalane are going to teach this for five bucks. And we had... 1700 signups in a week at five bucks and 850 of them joined live on a webinar, which that's ridiculously high show up rate for a webinar. So if I may, I'd like to tell you about a course that my husband's put together. This is something that's a long time in the making. He has been teaching people how to do this and teaching people how to use their money so that their money works hard so that you don't have to. And you've heard previous episodes of Brett's giving you advice, financial advice, advice on investing. If you love that kind of thing, you definitely want to follow him on Instagram. Now, he doesn't post that kind of stuff to his feed. I know he doesn't take any of my advice when it comes to Instagram, but he's always offering that advice on his Instagram stories. And because of that, people have been begging him for probably the last five years to teach or create a course, a basic course for beginners, not for the person who's already investing, not for the person who already has a portfolio and understands you know, annuities and their retirement fund and how to figure out how to get started, all of those things. That's the course that he created. It's called Money Matters 101. It has been five years in the making, but it's a quick course. This is literally a 101 course for those of you who are afraid of the numbers. You're afraid of the financials, but it's time for you to take control of that. We've got to change that mindset and you can, and it's important that you do because I don't want you to work as hard as you've been working. I want your money to work harder for you. And Brett wants to teach you how to do that. And he's my husband. So I can tell you, he doesn't mansplain things. He really does break it down and make it super simple because he's had 30 years of training working with someone who has ADHD, who is constantly saying like, hold on, hold on. Okay, back it up, slow it down, break that down for me, draw a little picture. And it's a really great course. So anyways, you can check it out. There is a link in our show notes for you to check out Brett's new course, Money Matters 101. Next, we covered those things that we have made notes we want to improve for our next launch. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Some of the last minute things, like when it's a last minute idea for a new webinar or we change the bonuses, it's just, we have to remember to change it on all the places. So it's like on the spreadsheet and the emails and it's 
the, you know, like I would go in and I'd be like, okay, all the emails are done. And Melanie would be like, but you forgot the starting now. And I'm like, shit, you know, yeah. so it's just remembering all the places. And then she'd have to go in and change the landing pages and then the bonuses and then the slides. So the thing is we always make it work. It, it, is it stressful? It is, but we always seem to get it done and we always know that we're going to have those curveballs. But I think that we kind of knew, and I said this to Melanie, I'm like, do you think we're going to get a slip in of another workshop? I'm like, cause we have two <laughs> days off. She goes, no, it's impossible. We can't, it's not going to happen. And literally five minutes later, you're like, we have a new webinar. <laughs> so knowing that we don't like to have any days off, maybe we just, you know, go into it next time, knowing there's going to be a whole bunch. Okay, I have to provide a little commentary on this part. This is true. And it is only because of the people we have on our team that we make this work. I personally believe that there is brilliance in marketing when you are super connected to your avatar, when you can sense what your avatar needs in the moment. And because I feel that way with the people that we serve, every single time we do a launch, I call an audible. I mean, it's the, one of the reasons why I like to record my podcast like the week of, not months and months in advance. I like to be in the moment and know what people need. And so because of that, it's so important that I have a team that not only can tolerate that, they thrive. Like they're so good at making all of these things happen. What she just mentioned there is I, at the last minute said, okay, tomorrow I want to do another webinar because everyone's asking about what it takes to become an influencer and influencer marketing. And, and I really need to break this down for people. That meant the team had to go in and change landing pages. And when I say change emails, not just one email. So the same email might be going to seven different segments of our list. And each segment, it has to be written a little differently. And then the affiliate copy has to be changed. And then the bonuses have to be changed. Like, And all of this has to happen like, okay, Shalene just came up with this idea. It's going to serve our audience, but now we have to make sure that there aren't any mistakes. And I'm telling you, props to my team. <laughs> I would call one of these last minute audibles and they just seamlessly changed everything. I feel kind of bad that no one got to sleep or eat or use a restroom or have a life during that week, but they're just the secret sauce. And the key to that is knowing your personality. And if this is you, if you are that person who has like your best ideas at the last possible second, then you can't hire people who are inflexible or rigid or don't do well under pressure. You've got to have a team around you that isn't going to melt down when these things happen at the 11th hour. This wasn't even a big deal, but it was just like, we had so many people, we had to upgrade Zoom at the last minute. So we should always need to know going into it that that's going to be a thing that we do for the month. And then we already touched on just planning all the webinars in advance, knowing we're going to throw extra ones in. That's it for me, Melanie. Email timing was one issue that we had. And after talking to Infusionsoft, so the starting now email goes to the full list. And what would happen is, is we would send the starting now email or a version of the starting now email about to start. You're not on the list to sign up 90 minutes before the webinar would start. And then we would send the starting now email, you know, the, at the very beginning, it was 15 minutes before what Infusionsoft told me is if it's not done processing the earlier email, which is going to hundreds of thousands of contacts, it holds back future emails. So the most important email was getting the starting now to the registrants. So we need to send the non-registrants 
probably two hours before that it's starting because it will drip out over time and then always just send the starting now email to registrants 30 minutes before to ensure that because there was a couple times when the starting now email was going out 30 minutes or an hour into the live webinar and that's when you would get batches of people joining late where they miss the beginning which Aaron I think is probably those are the people that probably most wanted the replay because they were excited about joining didn't get that email right away felt like they were late felt like they missed out and they were anxious to get the replay our website server load we had that issue where the very first webinar where we had the highest attendance the website crashed and so we ended up with 19 orders in infusionsoft because the redirects couldn't take place getting them to the correct order form we were able to still collect orders but some people weren't able to load the website the website was loading slow so we just need to keep that server really high and getting people to the site as fast as possible so that they can buy so Uh, it sounds to me like one of the things we need to create is a pre-launch tech checklist like zoom has been upgraded all of those things so if we can like kind of create a separate checklist for that and maybe it goes under a tab on our our master mia spreadsheets oh yeah love it Another note of something to improve or to remember is we need to really think about the email schedule promoting ICH and push journals while we're promoting MIA. We had a push journal sales email go out to our MIA prospects while there was consistent communication with only sending newsletters, not sending sales emails for ICH the newsletters that were sent were focused on purchasing ICH for different things. So the focus of the email, you know, at the top before they got to any of the content stuff was all sales. We need to make sure that we are more clearly reviewing those emails of what's being sent. But that's not going to happen anymore because we have Michelle that's taking care of. So, so Melanie, so, you know, since the launch, we put Michelle now in charge of the, SOP of our email flow. And so, yes, those you are 100% correct. And the other thing that I see as an opportunity is if we have community as a text platform where people are texting in and asking one-on-one questions, we could also use that as a broadcast platform to invite people to opt in for webinars and let them know uh, about fast action bonuses and when MIA card is open and closing. Smart. Yeah. Okay. So for mine, things that need to improve is we had no new affiliates, none. And then of our existing affiliates, sales were really low. And so that's just a matter of, you know, revisiting our affiliate plan. I think the slides were not great at the beginning. And so that kind of brings me to my next point is that I get, you know, warmed up in that first webinar first and second webinar, I, after I do one, I stop and I make all the notes on all the things that I did wrong and all the things that I left out and all the things that were, didn't hit. And then I spend probably another, another two to three hours going over my slides, moving things around, figuring out like, and making notes of where I knew I was off. First one, I think we need to make sure if we can remember this, that the next time that our, our first webinar is kind of like the least popular, I don't want to call it like a throwaway. Like our our first webinar probably 
should have converted like much, much higher, but I left out so many key elements of the sale, you know, just to know that we get better as we go and definitely the slides get better and the, the pitch gets better. I will agree with Shalene. The affiliate situation was not ideal going based off of the year before the two biggest areas where we didn't have as many sales were affiliates. I think when it was all said and done was 150, Melanie, was it 150 or 104? After after refunds, we ended up with 138 affiliate sales. So that's almost a hundred and some odd less than last year. Yes. We were at 247 last year, I think. And then this is just the way it's been. It's been tough on Facebook. Facebook conversion wasn't as strong as it's been in the past, but Facebook's been tough recently. So that's, you know, everybody for everybody. That's just the way it is. It's just, well, the conversion held, we just didn't get as many people just because the costs are just higher. Yeah. That's right. That's what I mean. So it wasn't as, so then that means the cost per to get that person is, you know, with the spend didn't equal as many people as we got in the past. So those are the two, you know, that takes you from, so 564 minus 56 is, you know, 505, you know, versus 700. There you go. You, you get a hundred and, you know, 110 or 115 less affiliates. You get 50 or 60, 70 less Facebook ones. And then, you know, that's just the difference, but the Facebook stuff is, is hard. So overall, in terms of strategy, I think the, the biggest and most important thing for us to do is to focus on the affiliate strategy. It's helping understanding who it is we want to work with as affiliates, kind of going and recruiting them and then working with them throughout the year so that they aren't trying to introduce me to their audience a week before that it's happening throughout the year. Um, you know, we have return guests all the time on Build Your Tribe. We have return guests all the time on the Shalene show. Brock and I tapping back into the people who we're regularly doing workshops for. I mean, unless we don't do affiliates, right? I mean, that's a model too. Then if then if we're not using affiliates, which is a possibility, right? So maybe maybe and and these are all just ideas. So if we don't use affiliates, then we take the money that we would normally invest in an affiliate program, meaning like with their bonuses and you know, paying people to manage that all year long. And we, we take that revenue and we invest it into more leads. Instead of having 10,000 new people, we have 30,000. Knowing that we could do that and then still have affiliates that we just put it out there like, hey, if you want to be an affiliate, here's the portal, sign up and, and send for it. And we don't, I mean, as we speak, even last year, the, the affiliates that did 90% of the selling between Shalene and I, we text them every single month. Like we, like we have a relationship with them. They ask me, they're like, Hey, when are we doing the launch this year? Like mm-hmm. we, there's no recruiting necessary. They, they're in. That's like the question if the juice is worth the squeeze on handling so many who don't. Well, there's not even like, if you had four or five really good ones and then like Shalene said, invest that money in other places could be, could be cool. But what if, Instead of planning like this super intensive launch with a different webinar every day, 
what if we planned? Okay, like, this is where we start getting yeah, into some really bonus. cool ideas. And I hope you enjoyed this. I'm, I'm going to cut it there because the rest of our meeting, we started talking about some pretty radical, cool, very different ways to approach doing a launch. Some things that I haven't seen other people do. And, and that's what I love about this team. I don't know if you could pick it up from our conversations, but there's like no egos involved. Everyone loves marketing. Everyone loves serving our customers. We love doing things very differently. We have learned to, to, you know, kind of listen to what other people are doing. We listen to the podcast. We watch the webinars. We, we go to the trainings and the workshops and the seminars, and we take that information in and we usually like tweak it. But I have to say more than anything, we're really good at just listening to our lifer and putting ourselves in their shoes, imagining what is it they want? What is it they need? What is it they can afford? What is it that they're sick of? What is it that they're going to get excited about? And that just has really been an incredibly valuable way for us to to be successful and to really have fun at this. Now, here's the deal. You got to hear a lot of our mistakes. You got to hear our successes. We've been doing this now for, I don't know, more than 10 years. We have an almost all-female team with the exception of, obviously, my husband, Brett, and and Brock. But for the most part, our lifer, I think it's, last I looked, something like 78% female. So it really helps to have a marketing team that is also female and understands what it's like and what she responds to. And I don't know if that's helpful to you or not, but I remember when we were marketing Phase It Up. And when we were marketing fitness programs and diet programs and diet books, whenever I would get, and please don't take this the wrong way, fellas, but it's it's kind of hard to ask somebody to imagine what it feels like to struggle to be a woman if you're a man. If you haven't grown up your entire life thinking about the expectations that are placed on you and the demands of your time and the way that you feel guilty. Like there's just kind of a little different mentality. So I do have to say, if your audience is primarily male, it really helps to have a marketing team. I'm not saying don't hire ladies, but I'm saying make sure that if you're marketing to females, you've got some strong, talented females on your marketing team and guys too. If you're marketing to stay-at-home dads, make sure you've got some stay-at-home dads on your marketing team. If you're marketing to people who struggle with their weight, make sure you've got some people on your marketing team who really understand that mentality because they've lived it. That makes a huge difference. It makes a big difference in terms of your copywriting too. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. It's fun for me to be able to share this with you. I recently got a message from someone who said, I can't believe you play those messages and you like literally tell your audience everything that you're doing and you share this information, aren't you afraid that, you know, your competitors are going to copy it? I'm like, no, not at all. Why? Why? I mean, that's a scarcity mindset. If someone, even if my own students want to copy this, that's awesome. If there's someone who's doing exactly what, almost exactly what we do and they want to copy it, Cool. I mean, we didn't invent this stuff. Like I said, we listen to all the podcasts. We take the trainings, the webinars. We go to the workshops. We go to the seminars. And we're borrowing information and inspiration from everybody else. There's nothing we're doing that's like completely unique. I don't think there's anything in the world anymore that's completely unique. We're putting our own unique spin on these things. But 
Gosh, I just think it's so important that we all take inspiration from each other and we don't cover up our answers. All ships rise. In fact, that idea of doing a concierge call, that idea we got directly from Amy Porterfield. Amy Porterfield had done a a podcast and she broke it all down and we thought, well, let's give it a try. You know, her audiences and what we do, we're probably very similar. This is probably going to work really well for us. And it didn't work as well for us as it worked for her, but what did work for us was the text messaging. So maybe maybe try both those things for your next launch and one of them will work better than the other. You just kind of never know. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for rating the show, subscribing, making sure that you're following. That's what you have to do now on, on Apple devices. And, you know, you can rate every episode. Did you know you can do that? You just click on the little three dots at the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. I really appreciate it if you did this. And you just tap on those little three dots and then you'll see a menu. Tap on the option that says go to show. When you go to show, then you have to kind of scroll up a little bit, like swipe your hand up a little bit and you will see the star ratings and you can just you can just tap five stars and you can write a review or not. You can just leave the number of stars and be on with your day. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, super informative, which I hope this was, and then to be done. And we're done, at least for now. All right, check back in on Tuesday. We've got another great Quick Tip Tuesday on the way. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. Build Your Tribe is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most every podcast app. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. Build Your Tribe is released every Tuesday and Thursdays. And for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you're wondering what the heck is Shaleen doing? Well, you need to go find out and follow her and subscribe to her other podcast, The Shaleen Show. It's about living your best freaking life, improving all things physical, your mental health, like mindset, habits, relationships, nutrition, fitness, sleep, and so much more. It's amazing. If you would like more of Shaleen with more personal content, and you know what I mean by personal content, be sure to check out her Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Links to everything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts can be found below in our show notes.